guys. Welcome to the Let Me Call You Back podcast. This comedy podcast features Declan Brooks, my brother, and an aspiring stand-up comedian on our weekly phone calls. We talk daily happenings of life, ludicrous news, and comical interactions with others while out and about in the world. Please enjoy. We're fucking back this week, Raymond. It's been three weeks of uh, conspiracies and fact guy delusions. We had the three-part series of our experience with Adamus Werkus, all going into the deep dive of information he's going to be covering on his podcast. But we are back here the week that has followed Labor Day. Um, it is currently uh, September 6th. Catching up with you guys. We've been doing some fun things. We've had some uh, fun experiences, gone to some fun places recently. So it's going to be a fun one. Raymond, how are you doing? It's good to be back. That was a terrifying three weeks we just had. Mm-hmm. We, I felt like I was running from the government for three weeks. Mm-hmm. But yeah. <laughs> I had a lot of blue Ford Tauruses that kept on catching my eye. A lot of <laughs> men in black suits and sunglasses that just happened to be following me into Chuck E. Cheese. But yeah, we had a good three weeks. We're going to catch up on it. First off, Raymond, how was your Labor Day? It was great. I was, I was out in Western Maryland. I was doing cabin shit, cooked a pig, cooking hogs. How'd you get my ex-girlfriend out there? <laughs> you should have said my ex-girlfriend. <laughs> that would have been better. Like, how'd you get your ex-girlfriend? <laughs> no, but I, I don't know if I send you any pictures, but cooked a 50-pound hog in a cajachina, the Cuban-style apparatus. What does that mean? You just like... So it's a box. You set an entire pig into a box, close it. And send it to America on a boat. <laughs> And then you cook charcoal and put the charcoal on top of the box. I know exactly what you're talking about. Cajachina. Very similar to how they'll do like a, a traditional, uh, is it barbacoa with lamb? They'll do it underground in a pot. Yeah. Covered in clay dirt. It's a similar thing. It's just above ground in the metal instead of underground. It was dope. Got there real late after work towards one in the morning. And then woke up 6 a.m., got that pig on. It was a long day. We had a good time, though. Did you do any psychedelics while you were out there in the woods? No psychedelics. I drank a exorbitant amount of beer. Nice. Oh, yeah, we had that. We have a text message. We should read it now because it's been three weeks. I wish we could have fit it in the other episodes. but Absolutely. We got a text message on the text line, and it's from a friend of the show, Amber one of the Perlingi, the Perlingi clan. <laughs> Probably, honestly, growing up, my most normal viewed person of that family. <laughs> it's like she was trapped with them. It's the best way I'll put it. <laughs> yeah, I think we mentioned that we wanted her dad to be one of our fat bodyguards. Yes. And I think that got her excited. I hope so. So you're going to read the text. She said, look forward to a new, new episode every week. Just wanted to let you guys know you're doing great. You've brought back a lot of good memories and you guys crack me up. I also remember Declan's eating in the giant refrigerator at Fair Hill from your most recent episode, LMAO. I had referenced sitting in a small, a large refrigerator and eating a muffin. All those memories of Fair Hill were with Amber, definitely. It was like summers where me and her were like early teenage years and making some money working with her dad and stuff. So great memories with the Perlingi family. <laughs> so she witnessed it. She caught you. Is what she said. Yeah, she was there. She was fucking there. She was the one dealing. She was the one that was dealing me the muffins, man. I was hooked. She just sees you with her mouth agape. She runs out. <laughs> I didn't even want to eat those muffins, dude. She was holding my mouth open, crumbling them up, <laughs> putting them in my mouth like a baby bird. But yeah, shouts out. 
Shouts out to the, the Fridley G family. Appreciate it. I want to bring this one up quick, actually, in the beginning here, too. I have a comedy competition I am in this Friday. Uh, this episode will come out the day before that. So tomorrow is the 7th. I'll actually be in a comedy competition on the 8th this Friday. I was added to the Let Him Cook comedy competition down in Wilmington. Let Him Cook. Let Him Cook. So the idea is you're given five minutes. If you're doing terrible, they'll kick you off the stage at three. If you're doing good, they let you stay on for seven. Whoever's the best comedian of the night wins, and you win a $50 prize, and you get to be on a book show or something like that. I'm going to go up in there and tear it up. So uh, I need your help, everyone. Listen, if you have nothing going on Friday night in the locale of Wilmington, Delaware, or any in the tri-state area, that wouldn't be too far to get down there to Wilmington, Delaware. I need your help to stack the deck in my favor at the comedy competition <laughs> down at Theater End, Wilmington, Delaware. Just That's hire Theater people. End. Yeah, I know, but that costs money. Trying to bank on the uh, sexual favor portion of my dude, this mouth will work. <laughs> all right, I'm trying to use the guilt and pity of my friends first, though. That's what I'm trying to do. Yeah. So, if you pity me, if you really fucking pity me, I need you to <laughs> <laughs> I need you to show up to Wilmington, Delaware, Friday night theater, and uh, show starts around seven thirty, eight o'clock. I think I'll be on sometime after eight thirty, nine o'clock. I'm going to be in there doing fat guy stuff and telling jokes. Uh, yeah. Come come join. Come have fun. I think they're $18 tickets. Uh, I don't think it supports any cause. I think it just supports a guy named Dan. Uh, but, yeah, you guys should come support. I wanted to get that out first and foremost before we get into the episode, and you guys turn the episode off. <laughs> How about your Labor Day? What did you do for Labor Day? Dude, it was fucking hot on Labor Day. We're in a, a late, late season heat stroke right now. Or heat wave, I should say. So I actually cut grass. I cut the grass in the morning into the front, weed whacked and everything. Nice. Dad shit. Dad shit, you know. Let that simmer because it was the hottest part of the day. You can't cut First rule of dadding, you can't cut the grass at the hottest part of the day. Other dads will make fun of you and call you fat. No, you have to. The trick is to cut it at the most strenuous part and then tell everybody about it. And then while people are walking by, being like, this is a motherfucker, isn't it? <laughs> cut the grass in the beginning i went in cooled off took a shower real quick went to the grocery store for some food shopping because i actually traveled this week went home cut the grass again out back and then set up a pop-up tent with a projector screen because later that night we watched uh spy kids out in the yard on my pro my projector who did me christina with the babe put the sun away got some drinks in us crammed them hard watched some tv not Monday, uh, Saturday. We actually had watched a movie on my projector out in the yard, too. We watched Uncle Buck. Nice. Uncle Buck. Good Uncle movie. Uncle Buck is such a fucking classic. The pancakes, dude. Dude, the gigantic pancake is as ridiculous. I love when uh, he's talking to her boyfriend. He's like, yeah, I'm really into ritual killings. <laughs> like, really into them. Thinking about starting them up again. Might start with a certain bug character. Probably a, the guy's name is Bug. He's like, you wouldn't happen to know a gnat, would you? Wait a minute, Bug? Gnat? <laughs> He's like, dude, such a weird thing. What is that, a late 80s, early 90s movie? He had a cordless drill. Really? Yeah, dude, in the scene, you remember the scene where he, like, knocks the door down, he drills the door out, goes in there to go start whooping some ass, ends up being a different girl, not his his uh, niece. It was a cordless drill, like, with, like, a super long bit on it. Like, it was almost like a hammer drill. He, like, just, like, hit it, 
straight through the doorknob with it. Obviously, movies and shit, but it just looked like I'm like, man, where the fuck did they like? Uh, that was probably a very expensive tool at that time. Is where I'm getting at with it. So Uncle Buck, eighty nine. Dude, seriously, think about that. Think about a cordless drill in eighty nine. Nineteen sixty one, Black and Decker created the cordless drill, and then it seems like Makita made them more common in seventy eight. And I think it was a Makita. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah, watch some Uncle Buck. That's a very uh, slept-on Macaulay Culkin performance. He's the, he's the kid, right? Yeah. Isn't his sister the, the sister from the movie, too? From Home Alone, too? Not sure. Speaking of, like, that era of movies and actors, Macaulay Culkin and John Candy being in that movie together is a very lucky thing for the fact of how he died. I, I love that movie, though. She was dying. I was dying. Dude, I forgot how good Spy Kids was. Have you seen Spy Kids recently? No. Has to be like yeah. 20 years, 15 years. Oh, it's, I think it's 03. The guy's like, oh, yeah, those are my robots that are all thumbs. They're, they're fucking strong as shit, but. That's creepy. I remember it being creepy. No, dude. The guy throws something to him and he drops it and he's like, they're awesome. They're super strong. But they are all thumbs. And the guy just drops them. <laughs> it's funny. <laughs> 2001. Danny Trejo is in that movie, and they call him Machete. 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 Yeah, they call him Machete. <laughs> like, it's an unrelated crossover, Raymond. It just happened. I feel like they were doing it on purpose, but I, uh, I love that movie. It's actually, <laughs> it's, it's terrible and funny at the same time. Like, it's, yeah. I forgot how good movies were back then, where they were just, like, terrible, funny movies. And I had a good week. It's been a few weeks. Let's think about this here. All right. Comedy. Comedy. I've been all over the place. I've been everywhere, man. I've been everywhere. Virginia Beach, Long Island. I've been fucking out there living it, dude. Been getting in my shows. I obviously had a good show up at the Hartford uh, uh, Elbow Room on the 26th of August. That was fun. I did some crabbing with my boy a couple weeks ago. You know, made a nice sauce with that. Well, let's go with this first off. Let's get the big things out of the way. Jimmy Buffett and the leader of Smash Pumpkins with Smash Mouth died. Is that what it was? I didn't hear about the Smash Mouth, dude. The lead singer of Smash Mouth? 56, acute liver failure. Steve Harwell. They said he was on the sauce hard. Damn. He must have been drinking. That's what they said. He was an extreme alcoholic. Yeah, I mean, how how are you not when you got to fuck have that song... All-star? Hey, now. <laughs> You're an all-star. Yeah. Like, dude, we're taking shots in Every right single nine or 2000s movie. <laughs> How do you not just drink yourself to death being like, I was that guy? Yeah. Yeah, I fuck with this guy. He just drank himself to death being like, dude, I was in a couple of Shrek movies. You know, I was the shit. How do you feel about Buffett? Oh, that broke my heart. That guy's one of my idols. I just went and saw him this past year for the first time. What did you think? It was it was the stupidest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> uh, if you ever break down some of his songs, they're literally the stupidest fucking things you've ever heard. I love him. I think, I think he's a great musician. <laughs> but there's some songs that are just like, like, for instance, A Pirate's Look on 40. You ever heard that song? Yeah. I am a pirate 400 years too late. The cannons don't thunder. There's nothing to plunder. I'm a 40-year-old victim of fate. He's talking about being a 40-year-old that obviously like, got divorced, left his bitch wife at home, and he's like, I wish I was a fucking pirate right now, dude. 
fuck these bitches. Can you imagine how much better my life would be if I was a fucking pirate right now? It's fucking, it's head, shoulders, knees, and toes for drunk dads is what it is. That's a good one, dude. It's the Macarena for uh, <laughs> white, for uh, Hawaii white people. Yeah. Dude, by the way, actually, while we're talking about it, I listened to uh, Luis J. Gomez's special today. Yeah, how was that? It was all right, but he fucking poorly, poorly timed anti-Hawaii joke. <laughs> he no, he must he recorded this months ago, and he says a joke in it where he's like, he was talking about uh, North Korea. Do you remember when they were like, uh, North Korea could hit us with a nuke at any point? And then the real facts came out, and it was like, the closest they could probably get is Hawaii. And he's like, dude, I don't give a fuck if North Korea hits Hawaii. Blow that place up. Burn it to the ground. I could give two fucks. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, oh, my God, you left this in your special? <laughs> like, <laughs> of course you did. <laughs> that's fucking ridiculous, dude. That's crazy. Aged very well. Yeah. You're going to laugh at this. I have to look at the pictures on my phone to see what I've done the past couple weeks. Kind of <laughs> recollect it. This show keeps our short-term memory in check. You know what I mean? Yeah. What the fuck is that? What? Huge bug. What, you got a huge bug in there? Christ. What, in your house right now? What's going on right now, dude? I don't know what that is. Are you freaking out right now? It was on my foot. What was it? I can't see it. I don't even want to look at it. Raymond's having a panic attack right now. What do I do? Uh, stop being a pussy? I don't, I don't fucking know, dude. Dude, it's so big. Dude, take a picture of it right now. So that's me. I want to see. Oh. oh my god. This is how the weeks have gone since. Um, I was on a home week when we did that stratagems episode. One sec. One sec. Oh yeah, sorry guys. Raymond's having a mental breakdown. Did I smash it? I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's filled with poisonous gas. Hold on, one sec. Raymond's having a mental breakdown right now. What shoe do I use? I don't know. One that he can't pick up if you hit him with it. Gosh. Dude, you're gonna hit. You're gonna hit this thing. Why are you so fucking scared, everybody? You're welcome, Raymond. You better leave this part in the fucking episode. You guys get to see this tough bad boy exterior Raymond wears. He's a big fucking pussy. As soon as there's a fucking big old ladybug in his house. It's huge. Gosh. I don't even want to touch it, dude. With this, the broom. Dude, what is it? Huge roach, I think. It's like two inches long. Then why are you freaking out? It's a roach. What do I do? Fucking give him some money and tell him to go away. What are you talking about? Oh my gosh. First off, he, he speaks Portuguese, so just relax, all right? It's, he, he doesn't speak English, all right? Now you need to go get your Portuguese uh, neighbor. Then come in here and yell at your roach. Hey, you fucking asshole, get out of here! <laughs> you said you can't take a picture? Raymond's having such a meltdown, he said, I can't even fucking look at it. You're gonna have to throw, you're gonna have to throw out your whole house now. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. You're gonna have to move out, dude. What do I do? Oh my gosh, I killed it. Relax, dude. Was it a, was it a roach? I think so, it's enormous. It's, a, it's like a cockroach. Yeah, hold on. Give me a second. I'm going to look up a picture of a cockroach. See if this fucking looks like you. I just bring up a picture of you. <laughs> You're like, dude, that's just me. First off, it's completely normal for a building like that to have cockroaches. Oh, okay. It was on my foot. Do you see it? <laughs> dude, 
He looks like he's still alive. And he's like, man, put me out my fucking misery, dog. How could you? How could you just leave me alive down here, dog? What you got? No heart? Fucking kill, kill me, son. God. Yeah, that's a bit. That's a fucking cockroach, dude. You're in an old building. Old buildings have cockroaches all over the place. It's completely normal. All right. People think that like cockroaches mean that they're living dirty. It just means that you're filthy yourself. It has nothing to do with your house being dirty. <laughs> he was just tasting you. That's all that was. I'm about to complain. All right, so we're going to catch up on the three weeks real quick. I had to look at pictures to get there. Raymond, uh, I don't know, go fucking snort a Xanax while I talk for a second. <laughs> Jesus Good. Christ. Raymond just had a panic attack. All right, three weeks have elapsed. Since we did the Stratagems episode. That week I was home. I went to anybody that's ever been to the Deptford Mall, uh, the Perlinges, you've definitely been there. Uh, the Saku, Saku Japan is still there. Okay, I, re- I repeat. I feel like they're in every mall. Yeah, but this one, this one's special, dude. It's special to me, damn it. I, in high school, would get so fried with my boys and go up in there and get the double meat and get two, uh, we would get double meat, no veggies, fried rice. Uh, did I ever tell you how I use two forks to get that shit in me? <laughs> two, no veggies? Sometimes I get veggies, man, but sometimes they're just in the way. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, two forks. If you take two forks and put them right next to each other, it kind of becomes a spork. Oh, wow. you, you're actually being serious. That's disgusting. <laughs> yeah, no, I wasn't lying. <laughs> you ever try to use a fork with Chinese food and like the, the fried rice and the chicken kind of falls off the fork? It's like kind of yeah. not enough. Yeah. Well, in our marijuana inebriation, me and Zach Harrigan figured out if you take two forks and put them next to each other, you can shovel the food. <laughs> as well as use the forks as a prong method if you need to pick up the, the pieces. So You just need a rake. You just need to rake it into your mouth. Yeah, I mean, I really just need a shop vac that actually blends it as it sucks it up, and then I'll just flip the tuber and put it right in my face. <laughs> Christina has had it once. I brought her there again because I love that place, and I uh, got us some fucking... That's why you went to the mall, to go to the food court. No, you know what it was? I had to work that day, and she'd been stuck in the house a lot, so I dropped her off at the mall on my way to a job site, let her walk around with the baby, and then had lunch at the mall and went home. Yeah. The next day, I took off from work, then I went crabbing with my boy. Caught about a dozen crabs. If you want to go on my Instagram or Facebook, you can see all the pictures from these adventures and whatnot as I'm going through them. We went down to Dividing Creek, New Jersey. It's the old faithful on Maple Avenue in Dividing Creek. There's a popular crabbing area there. Beaver Dam crabbing used to be down there. Dividing Creek crab boat rentals is still down there and everything. It's a fun little spot, piece of Jersey Americana that I love. I brought the baby. We put his play pad up. You know how it's Greenhead Central down there? Yeah. I had a sheet over top of his playpen that was kind of like a baby cage. Yeah. So I put my baby in a cage down at the crabbing spot. I just imagine him just like covered in greenheads and you're just smacking them off. <laughs> Screaming and I'm like, stop, stop whining. And you can see pictures of my baby in a baby cage online with said crabs that I caught. I made probably one of my best food items in a long time. It was an incredible, incredible crab sauce Ooh. with brisket meatballs damn uh shout out to the local booth's corner i love booth's corner dude they uh they got good butchers in there i just like amish places i like those types of farm markets and the one thing they specialize in their butcher is having brisket meatballs 
And one of their popular items, I think I've had, you've had them before. I think I should give them to serve me before. Yeah. They cooked perfectly. They paired very well with a crab sauce. I fucking hooked it up that day. They'll sponsor us, right? Booth's Corner? I hope. They're racist, right? <laughs> I hope they'll sponsor us. <laughs> then I stopped at the Hangry Vegetable in New Jersey. Shout out to Billy Leone over uh, one of my my graduating class, Alma Mater of Kingsway Regional High School. Billy Leone actually runs a, a farmer's market over in New Jersey. Went and picked up some fresh Jersey tomatoes because that weekend our parents came home to Jersey for a wedding and they hadn't had a single Jersey tomato all summer. So I served up some Jersey tomatoes, you know, sliced them right, put them on some toast with some mayonnaise and salt and pepper like those fats love it. I also made a pretty dope Caprese salad. You can check all this stuff out on my page. It's pretty, <laughs> you're going to see it all. It's pretty beautiful. It, the, the Caprice salad's in a pinwheel. I was impressed. The, it was a, it you was impressed a, yourself? Impressed myself. If you if you want to be impressed, I'll impress you. Uh, let me, hold on, guys. I'm impressing Raymond real quick. I'm impressed you weren't just laying in a fucking kiddie pool for three weeks. <laughs> yeah, I tried not to. I actually took the, the kiddie pool down this weekend. Why is that? Uh, it was just sitting out there and I wasn't really using it much. She wasn't really using it much. I didn't feel like getting more chlorine and it was just killing grass. So I just fucking took care of the problem. What do you think of that Caprice salad, man? It looks all right. Pretty good looking, right? I sliced the mozzarella myself. I sliced the tomatoes myself. I went and bought a balsamic glaze, which brings up a very, very, very funny experience I had. I went into a grocery store and I was in a condiment aisle. That day, the day I was like getting ready to make the sit. The night before my parents came in, it was Friday night. I'm in the condiments aisle and I'm looking for balsamic glaze. And right in the same area, there's two younger girls. Uh, one's a light skinned black girl and uh, her friend with her. And they're both just sitting there talking and they thought they were in my way. So they said, sorry. And I was like, oh, no, you're fine. I was trying to get out of your way. And she stops me and she goes, hold on, sir. Real quick, how do you make your fried chicken? <laughs> So obviously this woman looked at me and was like, this white boy exudes flavor. I need to ask you this most important question I have. You, you I was, shouldn't like, I should be asking you that. <laughs> I, I almost was like, well, I have the same question for you. Now I, uh, I gave her all my secrets. Dude, it was amazing. She, like, I was like, what do you, at first I had to laugh. I was like, what do you mean? She's like, I'm trying to make my kids some fried chicken. I can't, I'm tired of going to KFC because it's so expensive. And I'm tired of making my mom's old black ass fried chicken recipe. That's yeah. exactly what she said. <laughs> I don't know what else to say to that other than tastes a lot like flour. She's like, exactly. I'm like, yeah. okay. <laughs> Listen, this is what you're going to do. <laughs> yeah, that, that's what happened. I was like, this is what you're going to do. The trick you're is gonna... you got to brine the chicken. Listen, that could have been one of the things I said, but I told her what you should do. I was like, what you really should do if you're trying to feed all the kiddos and you're trying to make it cheap and healthy, you should go to Walmart, buy some dry rubs, get frozen chicken wings or frozen chicken, whatever segments you want, season them and bake the wings. It's the best fucking thing you can do. I was like, if you don't do it like that, I explained to her my tricks for fish and chicken. Which is a jiffy corn corn muffin mix and all-purpose flour with some Creole seasoning. Bitch, dude, this girl ain't never heard of Creole seasoning. What cracks me up is her like other friend this goes, hold on, sir, real quick, reaches in the cart, grabs a tablet, goes, can you say all that back real quick one more time? I'm going to make some notes. <laughs> 
she proceeds to take notes on the entire conversation I'm having with them on how I would cook things and how I cook my stuff. Dude, you were getting set up. There was a sting operation happening. I felt like something was going on. <laughs> I felt like somebody was trying to, like, I felt like she was asking me questions so that it could be like, see, we proved it. White people have no flavor. <laughs> <laughs> Do you hear what he just said to me? He said, boil the chicken and put it in salt. <laughs> boil the chicken and serve it with ketchup? Yeah. He just said, boil the chicken and serve it with Heinz 57 sauce. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> so you're, you're at this moment you're on your high horse. Uh, yeah dude, it was very i was like i was i was taken aback because i was like wow <laughs> the world's really getting better when black people are asking white people how they make their fried chicken <laughs> <laughs> it really was a special moment for me i was like am i the first person to get to answer this question for the whites you should have lied <laughs> you should have how do you guys make lied. your fried chicken well and i called all the other whites I was like, guys, what do you think? What should I tell her? <laughs> you just call the cops while you're standing there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you're like, listen, I need somebody down here. <laughs> On a serious note, our grandmother actually used to pre uh, parboil her fried chicken. That was what she would do. She would parboil it, season it, and then bread it and fry it. Grandma. Yeah, I don't know if that's right, but. I mean, you ever parboiled uh, ribs and then uh, barbecued them or smoked them? Yeah, you don't. You don't boil ribs. <laughs> You've never done that? No, I would never. I've done that. You would never? You're living in the past, Raymond. This is the fucking future. This is the future where the whites know how to cook chicken wings, okay? I need you to need you get on the same page with me. Yeah, let me check this out. Boiled ribs? Yeah. It's one of the most common practices in the food industry to get to boil ribs. Chili's is known for boiling their ribs. <laughs> Shout out to my favorite, <laughs> my other alma mater, Chili's. I forgot you were the executive chef there for a decade. Yeah, I was actually the class of 2011 <laughs> Chili's fattest fucks in the Southeast. <laughs> this guy ate like 1,100 jalapeno poppers, dude. <laughs> That's what they fired you. <laughs> they just called me the big popper. You won't. You just worked there for uh, to pull a, a jalapeno popper heist. <laughs> we caught him going out the back with 18,000 jalapeno poppers in his pants. <laughs> Big job. See, what he did was each week he just progressively made himself look like he got fatter. That's, that was a funny, a funny experience I had with those two girls. So that was, that was my conversation with them the night before. Dude, they were like asking me, they're like, I, like, I can't help myself when I'm talking. They're like, I was like, yeah, that's how I do that. I was like, the same way I would fry fish. And they're like, how do you fry fish? And I told them how they fry fish. And they both were just like, damn, dude, this guy knows shit. Yeah, I can cook, damn. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how I know the streets love me, Raymond. So how'd they know you um, can cook. Dude, I told you. They looked at me and I'm like, this white boy exudes flavor. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> this guy looks flavorful as hell. <laughs> or it just looks like they might have seen me in the KFC line. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like I just saw that guy getting a fucking famous bowl earlier. Shout out to the famous bowl, dude. I, it's one of the only things in fast food that I actually uh imitate. On purpose, I like you know, know how like, wow, you're fuck you. Um, <laughs> you know how like there's the joke people are always like, oh man, we got McDonald's at home. People yeah. are like there was that joke for people like mommy and daddy would say this all the time. We got McDonald's at home, and they they wouldn't even make a cheeseburger at home. It would just be baked chicken. <laughs> <laughs> Famous bowl. It is the one thing in fast food that I actually will imitate at home. You get me chicken nuggets, popcorn chicken, just chicken. <laughs> I'll fucking 
cut that shit up. I'll put it over mashed potatoes with gravy and cheese and corn any day. Any day, Raymond. It's healthy, I think. Has to be. Has to be. The cheese. The cheese is what makes it healthy. I <laughs> uh, went up to the elbow room that weekend after all that. Uh, had a fun time. Opened for the Dad's Comedy Show. I had a fun time. Pat Oates did great. Uh, C.W. Davis did great. Emily opened it did great. We actually sold that show out. So the beginning of the week, it actually looked like it was like six or seven people coming and I wasn't going to get paid. And I was like, oh, I might not go to this. I don't get paid. And then they ended up selling out the whole room by the time the weekend came and we had a fucking awesome time and fun crowd. Uh, I was in Virginia Beach the week that followed that. Virginia Beach was fun. I think I told you this. I only found two mics that I felt worth going to. I don't know what's going on in Virginia Beach, but it's like, man, there's like one or two funny people in town and the rest are just idiots. Really? Like just, yeah, it just wasn't a very good comedy scene. So much as to the one night, you know, me and you were hanging out talking on the phone. I took off comedy for the night because I was like, dude, it's not even worth going out tonight. The one place I went to that was a comedy club actually on the Thursday night. It was good. It was fun. A couple of Philly comedians that got successful recently, uh, Ben Staub and George Blaha, they're actually from the Virginia Beach scene. The guys were talking about them when I was down there, which was kind of cool. I knew both those guys. On my way back from Virginia, I got a soft shell crab sandwich, which you were a part of, Raymond. You were on the phone for that. I slammed some soft shell crabs Mm. and some uh, fried oysters. That was a treat. You know, that, that show went great up there. Then I was in Long Island last week. Kind of a slow week. I actually didn't do any comedy last week. I uh, went to Skanks on Monday and saw Jeff Ross and Ari Shafir on Skanks, which was awesome. Yeah. Wednesday, I went out to a roast battle in Astoria, which was all right. Um, had probably one of the most shocking and scary moments of my life. I I had to poop when I got in the city that day. <laughs> right. And... When I got to the show, I had to poop, and there was nowhere to go beforehand. Like, dude, New York City, you're not allowed to poop. <laughs> you're not allowed to come into businesses as a stranger and come <laughs> shit in there. Like, people don't want you. I can get it. Do you do that a lot? If you got a pooper, me, I poop, all right? Yeah, but I don't, I don't go in places. Go home. I never. I mean, you will literally hold it till it cripples you. <laughs> was, we've talked about this before. <laughs> you will hold it till it cripples you. <laughs> Yeah. So the, the fucking place we're watching this roast battle at, everybody's outside smoking and hanging out. They smoke inside, so the building kind of smells like weed and everything. I went in and take a shit as I'm trying to finish my shit. This girl, it's a unisex one bathroom. This girl needs to come in and use the bathroom now. She knocks on the door twice while I'm trying to finish shitting. I thought I cleaned up well enough. I guess I didn't. I was a little itchy, you know, dealing with the problems of that. Uh, yeah, I know. This is where it gets dark. Listen. The person that follows me in the bathroom after that is the host of the show. It's this woman named Gabby. Oh my God. Super, super embarrassed. I, I, I covered this bathroom in air freshener before she went in. And then I sat down and watched the entire show. Very uncomfortable because I honestly probably didn't wipe enough. All right. So. It's disgusting. Okay. But listen, this is where it's going to go. <laughs> so. I don't stand up or go outside the whole time. I'm inside just sitting down, enjoying the show. I get done. I'm baked. I'm fucking hanging out with my buddies outside for a second. Uh, and then everybody pretty much goes home. Me and Alex go and get some Chinese food around the corner. Do our mukbang style thing in a little Chinese place in the city. I take him home, and then I go home. When I get home, 
I take my shorts off and I realize there's a fucking brown mark in the middle of my ass cheeks, right where my ass crack was, Raymond. Like, like, and what? What are you saying? I don't know what happened. I don't know if it was the discomfort or I got a wedgie or if there was some seepage. I also had some gas, but I had a brown mark, not on my boxers. On my shirt. <laughs> that's disgusting. Well, I got them all down, dude. This shout out to Shout, literally Shout. Uh, <laughs> dude, that's gross. I, they were one of my favorite pair of shorts. I'm like, dude, if I don't get this poop stand out of my favorite shorts. You're not sitting on my furniture ever again. <laughs> you can put a towel down. <laughs> Every time I come over, we have to get saran wrap out. <laughs> that's gross, dude. Shame, Raymond. No shame Did whatsoever. Did people hey. see you? I hope not. Uh, well, first of all, I was like the last person out. So like, and then I was standing out front smoking and I was kind of like leaned up, not talking to people. A girl come on looking over at me. I thought she wanted a piece of the king. She might have been staring at my ass mark. That's gross. Hey man, no shame, Raymond. If you want the truth, you can't handle the truth. Raymond's scared of cockroaches and shit. <laughs> so you shit yourself. Nice. What else? Trying to shit myself. Nice. Description of the show is just going to be Declan shit himself. That's it. One sentence. <laughs> Declan almost ruined my favorite shorts. That's kind of how the week went. Saturday, I took my boy to Cowtown. Nice. Took the boy out there to Cowtown. Met up with Zach Catanacci. Haven't seen him in a while. Brother, that place is still doing it. You know what I mean? Like, there's <laughs> that place is still fucking a trash hole, but. They're still doing it. They're still keeping the American dream alive. Did you I, uh, get anything? You get like pocket knives and shit? No, uh, I wanted to get a fuck ton of airsoft guns though. <laughs> no, you know what I did get? There was Philly soft pretzel braids, like probably like a 12 inch long pretzel braid. Yeah. They've they V cut out the top and they put cheesesteak in it. My wrong my God. Dude. <laughs> Blew my fucking hair off. Oh man. Fucking so good the food there. Uh, Sunday, I went to the Philly Comedy Fest. Oh, yeah. You were talking about how you wanted to go. Yeah, dude. I got into it. Shout out to LaMare Lee for hooking it the fuck up. Helped me get into that shit. He was also on a lot of the shows and part of the whole event. Shout out to Tim Butterly and his wife. That's who really organized this event with uh, Danny Dubs uh, from Good Boy Comedy. Uh, they really did a fucking good job. They had this event over at Gollum Co. up in Port Richmond. Great food. The bar is famous for their wit or witowski, which is a kielbasa cheesesteak, shaved kielbasa with a white cheese sauce over it. Fucking incredible, dude. It was an awesome venue. They started at 12 and went until 12. They did like a 12-hour event. Had people there the whole time. They did a stoner dad's reunion. Big Jay Okerson showed up. You had Kim Congdon show up, too. Matt McCusker showed up. He did some time and everything. It was an awesome event. Uh, Christina was there. I had the baby with us. It was a fun, fun, fun time. Um, my son kind of became a hit being like the only baby there. Uh, at one point, I'm standing outside and she's like bouncing the baby because, like, you know, sometimes he needs to go outside. You know how babies are, listeners. All right. Babies are kind of fickle sometimes. They're kind of a pain in the ass. So he just wanted to be outside a little bit. And as we're bouncing outside, I didn't know when Big J was showing up and he happened to just show up as we're standing outside. So, I don't want to be a big gay fanboy. 
I immediately, as soon as I see Big J is there, I go inside. Actually, I didn't see him so that I could walk out the door and be like, oh, my God, Big J, you're here. Oh, my God, this is crazy. <laughs> I had no clue. But when I did this, I left Christina outside like, fuck that bitch. <laughs> I have to make this look real. This is my moment. <laughs> Get out of the way. <laughs> I pushed that bitch down. I made sure there was a, a, a puddle below her, too. Now, dude, as I'm sitting there, you know, getting ready to meet Big J and whatnot, he's walking in with Christine and their friend. Christina's outside bouncing the baby, and I guess he said hi to her and then went in the door. You know, he walked in. I didn't even say hi. I just gave him a sweet head nod. And I was like, oh, hey, brother. You know, <laughs> one of those. Like, a, hey, what's going on, brother? I felt pretty good about how I acted around this guy because, you know, like, I've met Big J a few times. I met him. I literally just saw him at the stand. You sound like you were freaking out. A <laughs> little bit. He's my idols. I love, I love his comedy. I was hanging out on Monday with him, and I, I went and talked, and I talked to him and uh, Fishtown Tom a little, but then I also uh, talked to him, Ari, and Jeff Ross after the show. They were cool dudes. I'm like, yeah, I know this guy, you know. I have to go up in there. And uh, <laughs> the fucking first guy he sees, as soon as he walks in the door, a guy pulls a drawing out of his backpack that is in a laminated sheet that he immediately goes, and it was like, the way he brought it up was funny. He's like, oh my God, you're here. This is so funny. I have this in my backpack just for no reason. <laughs> like, he's get, he shows him a picture of something that he drew that was like double-sided, drawn in pencil. That was a drawing of Dave Smith. He's like, dude, check out this skanks drawing I made. You'd probably love it. I got to be front row center for experiencing Big J being like, ah, yeah, totally. That's awesome, man. (laughs) (laughs) Did it suck? Yeah, it was weird, dude. It was weird. It was very weird. It wasn't a bad drawing. It was just a weird drawing. I just got to watch Big J just be like, oh, yeah, that's nice, dude. Cool, right? Yeah. (laughs) It was cool. It was fucking awesome. He moved into the show. They go on stage. He actually was joining the Stoner Dads reunion. So it was Butterly, McCusker, and Sidney Gant doing the reunion ep. Big J gets on the episode. They get up there, and immediately Big J is like, oh, man, how's it going, guys? Uh, as soon as I got here, there was a baby here standing outside. And the mother that was holding him just looked absolutely thrilled. <laughs> he was talking about Christina. Yeah. He's like, she just had that face on that you can just tell every mother is like babies ruined fucking everything. You know what I mean? So like, it was really funny. They're talking about her immediately. Matt McCusker's like quick wit of it is just to go, uh, you know, that baby's cool and all, but 900 years ago, we'd be eating that baby. Entire room erupts into laughter. Me and Christina are just dying. Cause it's like, they're talking about us. This is nuts. And it like, it brought up this whole change and it was funny. It wasn't the only time the baby got brought up that day. The mayor brought up our, uh, Southeast Asian market experience on one of the episodes he was on. Really? Yeah, the baby got brought up. Somebody brought up the baby, and he was like, "Yeah, I know that baby. That baby's actually part of the family. He's in the, he's in the cut." He like, <laughs> me and Christina were like, "She's talking about our child. <laughs> That's our fucking boy." That's funny. You should have just handed the baby over to the mayor. No joke. I was in the, when he said that. I was in the back. I was like, "That's us." Guys <laughs> in the background, like. <laughs> Yeah, it was a very fun experience. Like I said, he he hung out for about five and a half hours, and I took them home. I had gotten some beer skis in me there. Uh, took her home, put them to sleep. I grabbed a nap, actually, for about 45 minutes. Drove back to the city, watched the rest of the event. Crack Amico closed it out. Uh, oh, yeah, I forgot. Ian Finance was there. Ryan Shaner, Kim Congdon. Tommy Pope was hanging out somewhere. Dude, it was 
it was a good mix of crowd and people, man. It was a it was a fun day. It was a very very fun event. They organized it well. Food, the food and beer situation was great for a Philly setting and Philly people. I felt like they did a good job for the Philly Fest, the first Philly Fest. So shout out to uh, Good Boy Comedy and Tim Butterly and all them, man. Those guys did a great job. I had a lot of fun. Like I said, Labor Day, we closed that bitch out with uh, good old fashioned Spy Kids. Watch some Spy Kids at my sweet baby mom's out in the yard. Yeah. That's about it, dude. That's the whole three week catch up, man. I mean, speaking of Adamus, we might have another episode coming up with him soon. We'll bring that up when we have more information on it. But I guess, real quick, Raymond, we're going to wrap this up. I guess I'll go through a little bit of what I got coming up again. I got Friday at a theater and the Let Him Cook comedy competition put on by Dan Chicala, featuring Peggy O'Leary, Steve Young from Boy Meets World. All right. Uh, hosted by, yeah, dude. What's Steve that? Young from Boy Meets World is going to be there. Who the fuck right? is that? <laughs> I don't know, but his credits said Boy Meets World. And I'm like, that's probably true. <laughs> you should just make fake credits for you. I thought about it. <laughs> You're like, I was in The Outsiders. <laughs> like, world record holder for most Pringles ingested while watching Robin Williams movies. <laughs> no, no, I mean? no. I mean, like, yeah, like, I was one of the Goonies. <laughs> <laughs> one of the nines from brooklyn 99 yes something nobody's ever seen that's what it needs to be i was one of the elephants in madagascar yeah. i was in the first season of euphoria actually yeah you didn't see me in the ozark sucking that that's that uh guy's dick the secret service agent's dick <laughs> that was me dude that was me <laughs> no i uh I have a show coming up Friday to let him cook. Uh, this weekend, I'll probably do a little bit of uh, maybe a little more comedy. Uh, next week, I have a vacation coming up, so we're probably going to record from parts unknown. I don't know if you're going to come to me or if I'm going to record on the laptop where I'm at, but I'm going to take some time off all next week, keep my head straight, try and kick the kick the smack, you know what I mean? Yeah. Get my life back together, take the week off. After that, what do we got going on the rest of that? Ah, you know what it is? You know what's important about next week? I got another show, all right? If you guys think I'm funny, you can come see me be funny, actually. So there's Friday down in Wilmington, Delaware. There's also Media PA on the 14th. Is that right, man? 14th, it's next Thursday. It's, yeah, it's next Thursday. If you guys are looking for some funny shit, we have an awesome show coming up there. Lump Hamilton will be hosting that. Uh, I will be on that show as well as Drew Montana, Ryan Shaner, Johnny Del Colo. Let me see what's on this motherfucking show. We got Lump hosting Shaner Comedies on here, Johnny Del Colo, Drew Montana, myself, and then who the fuck is this last guy? Aaron Moreland. <laughs> Whoever the fuck that guy is. That's fucked up. <laughs> I, I think it's a woman. <laughs> Whatever the fuck that bitch is. <laughs> uh, I'm sure she's funnier than me. Yeah, she's uh, probably way funnier. She's probably way funnier than me. Um, that's next week. Let me look at the calendar. I gotta use calendars now because people are booking me a little bit. Yom Kippur is on the 25th of <laughs> September, guys. Remember, as well as uh, it's indicated uh, by the when the sun goes down on the 16th rosh hashanah begins and the yom kippur is on the 25th yeah. uh in october jimmy buffett's <laughs> got a song about that <laughs> yom better keep your hands off my freedom 
<laughs> yeah, I'm keep your hands off my friends. That's the 22nd. Rosh Hashanah's the 16th. Yom Kippur's the 25th. In case you needed to know, thank you. Well, now we know. Now I know. Columbus Day is the 9th. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I just keep saying holidays. We have a cool weekend coming up. Crab Fest, obviously. <laughs> That's not, nobody's going to be there for comedy. I'm just going to go eat crabs somewhere. <laughs> so October 7th, you can find me in a, in a public setting uh, eating my weight in blue crabs. Are you inviting people out there? Come see me put on a show. Come see me put on weight. <laughs> Been training all year. Yes. <laughs> but actually, October 14th, I do have a very important event coming up from 2 to 5 over at Patty Wax in wherever the fuck that's at in Ben Salem. We are doing Ryan's Beef and Beer uh, event for Ryan Rosario, one of my very close friends that passed away a few months ago. I think it's been almost three months at this point. Like I said, we're going to have a blowout party. There's going to be a band there. Party starts from 2 to 5. There will be a buffet-style beef and beer set up. You come by the ticket. You get drinks and you get food included with the show. That means we're going to have an acoustic guitar act to open up. I probably shouldn't have said acoustic. That might mean you might not come now. But there's going to be some musical. <laughs> there's going to be a musical act at the beginning. And then there's going to be a comedy show in between. All right, We have some awesome people coming for that show. Um, I'm going to be hosting that little part as well as Drew Pabsky is going to be doing some time on there and local favorite Belinda Claire. All right. So how, how local, how local, yeah. pretty fucking local. <laughs> I don't know, dude. I honestly, I didn't know who she was. I had heard of her before when I asked for people to do a uh, donated time. And I said, she was going to do it. Somebody was like, dude, abs. They're like, dude, she's a, a headliner, like a, a, a very good comedian if she's willing to donate time absolutely let her so i was like all right cool fuck it I'll let this lady just demolish this room so and i spoke to her yesterday and we are confirmed my favorite part is i said belinda are you still in and her answer to me was declan when i commit to somebody i stay committed so <laughs> shout out to fucking belinda she's the best oh yeah we'll probably have one maybe two more comedians on that list but other than that it's gonna be a great day guys come out on october the 14th to support reiner's area's family as we try to you know build a little bit of his life back together and try to recoup some funds to take care of the things we need to celebrate his life one of those things being a headstone is a very important part of this whole thing that we're trying to make happen so if you guys can come out you know buy tickets donate uh there will be chinese <sighs> fix this part Raymond, but there will be a silent auction there will be basket <laughs> raffles there's gonna be chinese people there. <laughs> i meant to say there should be a chinese auction but i don't think it's actually the proper term anymore there will be a silent auction <laughs> there will be giveaways prizes half and half half and half 50 50 <laughs> <laughs> you were fucking so i'm leaving all of this <laughs> dude my fat guy senses are just on go right now i'm sorry <laughs> speaking about fucking cream and milk yeah, man, it's going to be a fun time. Please show up on the 14th, guys. If you need any information or you have any questions about it, hit me up on my Instagram or my Facebook, and I'll help you guys get out there to that show because I'd love to have you be there to help support. I'll hit them with the outro here, Ray, but it's been a fun week. Did you have fun? Excellent week. Do you want to say anything before we got off this since I just talked the whole time? No. Raymond, ha I, I just want to remind everybody, <laughs> Raymond had an absolute white girl meltdown in the middle of this. He's like, what the <laughs> fuck is that, dude? the fuck is that? i don't even want to look at it so if you want to hear it you skip i had to call my boyfriend to get rid of it hold <laughs> your daddy you're like fucking nicholas get over here <laughs> it's gonna be it for us this week uh raymond 
You can find him on Instagram at Ray underscore Brooks, B-R-O-O-X, okay? He's that edgy NBR-style handsome young man. Find him on the Instagram. All right, my socials, you can find me at Declan Loves Meatballs on Instagram. You can also find me on Facebook at my same name. You can find me on YouTube at Declan Brooks Comedy. You can find our official Instagram page for the show at 555 Let Me Call You Back. And as well as you can find Let Me Call You Back on YouTube and Facebook. Thanks a lot, guys. It's been a great week. Thanks for catching up with us. Thanks for sticking in and tuning in for those three strategy episodes. And we'll have some more cool stuff like that coming up for you soon. Raymond, is there anything else you'd like to say? That's it. Awesome, buddy. You have a great rest of your week. RIP to the big burger in the sky. Peace. Peace. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. We would really appreciate the support. Find us on Instagram at 555-LET-ME-CALL-YOU-BACK and on Facebook at the Let Me Call You Back podcast. You can find comedian Declan Brooks on Instagram at Declan Loves Meatballs. See you next time.